this week, we're finally dipping our toes back into anime with Evangelion 1.11 UR parentheses not M parentheses alone. This is Body Counts of Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I forget how we do this. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. Well, now we're at this new table. (laughs) What is all this shit? I don't understand any of it. I'm sitting in a chair, like, upright. Now, you're saying that these devices somehow save our voices for later consumption? Uh, yes, that's right. The, The actual practical recording of this podcast... Has not changed since we last did it months ago. (laughs) Hold on. What does that say about free will? Yeah. There is no such thing as free will. We are all children of destiny. Ooh, but is Willie still free? Willie is still free, but you ain't gonna like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we are back after a very long layoff. Uh... John, you moved, then yes. I moved, then Patrick went on vacation for like a month. True he facts. got radicalized and became a full-on Q guy. Now he's True. on a list and we are in a brand new <laughs> undisclosed location. Uh, I hooked up all of our Joe Rogan-style bright red neon lights just for the ambiance. Oh, and the sweat. Correct. Yeah, and yeah. I put horse paste on the pizza. <laughs> I was wondering why I felt suddenly immune to the plague. Oh, man, I can't wait for my intestinal lining to slough away later, right? <laughs> I never and for my dick stuff. to stop working. That's oh, no. true. Yeah, it makes you impotent, according to no one. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the least of your worries. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this week we are discussing a movie. And before we get going, uh, I want to say something, and I want to be very genuine about this. Ooh, this is where he gets real sexist. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know there's coming up with a butt. <laughs> No butts. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts. These kids got guts. That's right. And by these kids, I mean... I just want to say, since the beginning of this podcast, almost six years ago... Uh, Lord. This, Can't be right. I know, right? This, the franchise that we're going to be discussing today, John, you have brought up near constantly. We've spoiled large yes. portions of it, and I have always treated your references to it with a, a mixture of uh, derision and scorn well, once you and s- confusion. Once you put the kibosh on me bringing up uh, like retro video and audio cables to hook up to your CRTs, I had to do something. Yes, but uh, uh, while we were off... I took the opportunity to finally take your advice, and I watched this particular series and the films that we're discussing and whatnot. And I have to say thank you, because they truly are uh, works of bizarre, crazy, (laughs) insane genius. So this week, we are discussing uh, the first of the rebuild of Evangelion series, Evangelion 1.11, colon, you are, parentheses, not... End parentheses alone. <laughs> did it, you nerds! We did it. Woo! We're here. Uh, we are now. Fun. Hook up your fucking skirt cables, <laughs> you dumb jerk. <laughs> You're gonna need them. Uh, that's right. This week we're discussing the first of the rebuild of Evangelion series. Uh, they are uh, ostensibly remakes of the uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion series from the '90s. Uh, updated with the 1990s. That's right, not the 1890s or the 2090s, <laughs> right. which we have not experienced yet that we know of. <laughs> right, that's correct. I don't want to see the 1890 version 
of Evangelion? Do you think it's just a zoetrope? <laughs> oh, Everyone's shit, got... Get inside that advanced horse carriage. You gotta ram it into some angels. <laughs> I mean, presumably everybody has better mustaches, and one of the angels is Yukon Cornelius. True. That's true. Very true. Uh, so There's gold in that there unharvested sea of souls. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing that I fucking love, is like, yeah, I have been spoiling this series left and right in, in very plain language that is still utterly inscrutable. Yeah. Yes. I don't know, like... Yeah, I can tell you that the doors of Guff open and the unknown souls spill out in the Ava Infinite series. You don't know what that means. I don't. That's a huge event. (laughs) Wait till we get into the Black Moons and the Lance of Longinus. Whoa, wait a (laughs) minute. Not to be confused with the Lance of Cassius. That's a different lance. Okay. Please stop asking about the lances. <laughs> Bearing in mind, I already explained about the lands. Uh, so, uh, so, Evangelion 1.11 colon UR parentheses not and parentheses alone begins like all movies do. With immediately. <laughs> in the most in media res. Like, I don't even know if it technically is in media res, but it is definitely like, it just fucking goes. Yeah, all yeah. I know is you pan out to tanks on a coastal highway. Correct. You put the quarter in and you are going, right? <laughs> yeah, the first thing we see is uh, the familiar sight to anybody who's ever seen a Godzilla movie of, a sp- of ocean water being sprayed up because something is coming through the ocean. And that something is a giant monster with that big goon nose that was on like the bad guys I think on Care Bears maybe. Yeah, he's got a plague doctor mask essentially. Yeah. Yeah this is uh, Sachiel the third angel. Yes. Uh, and the third angel is walking around bipedal like. He's got big exposed ribs and a big red ball up in his tummy and the Yeah when we say angel we mean less like Michael wrestling Lucifer and more Hieronymus Bosch? Are you sure? Yeah. I thought this guy played right field out there with uh, Christopher Lloyd and Danny Glover. <laughs> That's when they were in the outfield. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is then a they, different Then they situation. got busted down to AAA, and now they have to fight in Neo Tokyo. Yeah. Oh. Well, this angel, and then they got, they got shipped back off to Tokyo. Yeah. Correct. So this angel's having a real Mr. Baseball situation. Okay. Old Tom, okay. Tom, Tom Selleck classic, <laughs> where the Yankees sell his contract to a, a team in Japan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, for all the young folks listening out there, <laughs> Tom Selleck movies. Yeah, they haven't aged a day. The kids today love Tom Selleck movies. Oh, those kids today can't get enough of Blue Bloods on CBS. <laughs> they keep writing. This hey, what's Spielberg. better than one cop? How about a family of cops? <laughs> <laughs> they keep writing Spielberg. Would have been better with Tom Selleck and instead of Harrison Ford. Missed opportunity. I mean, true. If George Lucas has his way, someday we're getting that director's cut. <laughs> he's gonna deep fake magnum faces all over Harrison Ford oh, man. and he's still gonna have the Detroit Tigers cap on Han Solo would be so much cooler if he was in the Hawaiian shirt <laughs> it's true uh, so yeah it begins uh, with a yeah uh, Tokyo 3 under attack by this angel and a small 14 year old boy who we will come to know as our hero Shinji Ikari heroine Big quotes. <laughs> yeah. I, I should say protagonist. Sure. Main character. Yeah. Uh, he is waiting for his ride. 
uh, to get picked up to be taken to work, I guess. Yeah, to Nerve Headquarters. Uh, and the person picking up is uh, Masato Kusanagi. I Lieutenant think. Colonel Masato Kutanagi. <laughs> Correct. Uh, she is... The best character. Yeah, well... Yes. Second best. Second best. She's In the this best. movie, second best. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, and so, Katsuragi. Masato Katsuragi. Katsuragi. Yeah. So Masato Katsuragi uh, is introduced speeding down the highway in her Mazda, uh, just cruising, uh, having a good time, coming to pick up Shinji. Uh, uh, the UN sends their force of tanks and flying gunships uh, and missiles after this angel, and just none of it has any effect. It's just ping, pow, pong, bouncing off of this thing. Can we take a minute and remember the 90s and how we thought the UN was going to be a meaningful agency of some kind? Well, here's the thing. In this universe, it took uh, literally half of all life on Earth to be eradicated for the UN to actually, like... Fill a power vacuum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that makes slightly more sense. What I think is bizarre is, so we've got the UN, uh, obviously a big international organization, uh, uh, coming together to try to fight these angels, but also the Japanese self-defense force is still a thing? Like, you think they would have been like, all right, guys, you can have an army. No. Yes. No. You're literally being attacked by angels every week. You have no idea how poorly that went throughout all of history. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't say that we're using ours any better. True. Oh. <laughs> so anyways. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, the UN sends its gunships, missiles, tanks, unloading everything on this angel. It is not doing a goddamn thing. Thing. Desperate Meanwhile, times come for desperate measures. So they, they drop all of their biggest bombs. Yeah, yeah, so they drop all their biggest bombs. Again, they're just bouncing off of this angel's, uh, they call it an AT field. AT stands for Absolute, Absolute Terror. Terror. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, it's basically like the shields on the Enterprise. It just like goes up and nothing can get through. Yeah. Oh, fancy. Uh, meanwhile, uh, <laughs> one of the gunships gets smacked out of the air by this angel. This particular angel's main weapon is it has a spike that sticks out of the back of its elbow and then it like shoots out like a pool cue and just eradicates shit and makes giant cross lasers appear. Yeah. So it does that to a ship. It lands almost on Shinji, who really doesn't react a whole lot. Uh, and then it like lifts off uh, in purple light like it's a giant prince. And then it lands right on the ship, again, right in front of Shinji. Uh, and he has that like anime boy reaction of, oh! Yeah. And then yeah. he's immediately rescued by Misato. Uh, who's like, hey, I'm Masato, hop in my car. By the way, I'd love to point out my favorite part of this is that his <laughs> Masato sends him like a picture so he knows how like he to recognize, recognize her. Yeah. And the picture she sends him is like an 8x10 modeling glossy of her in a, a midriff bearing half shirt and short shorts blowing a kiss at him. Bending over, <laughs> blowing a kiss at him. Yeah. And there's actual lipstick, like a lipstick kiss on yes. the photo. And we also, so we watched this on Shinji Amazon. Shinji is 14. Correct. Uh, we watched this on Amazon, which uh, does not translate all of the text that's on screen. Uh, the uh, the Funimation actually has that text translated because there's handwriting on that glossy 8x10. And it's, you know, typical stuff like, hey, can't wait to meet you, it's me, Masato. And then an arrow pointing to her cleavage that just says, pay attention here. <laughs> <laughs> to which my response is, friend, I'm a 14-year-old boy. You don't need to tell me. 
Attention goes to the boobs. Yeah, well, as, a, as a 14-year-old, I would not in requirement of that map. As a 14-year-old straight so, cis boy. As yeah. we will find out, Shinji does not have the normal 14-year-old boy instincts. Correct. Yes. Uh, he is suffering from, I think, uh, Patrick, you put it best, uh, profound Hamlet syndrome? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Utter lack of a trilby is, <laughs> I think, perhaps... Your medical diagnosis. He, yeah, he on that is. One. He's one fedora away from going full incel. Yeah, let's face yeah. It. No, he's gonna get a little older. Pop that neck beard. Oh, <laughs> and it's gonna be all down. I mean, his dad. His dad. Yeah. His dad's already got a neck beard. Yeah. He's got that sweet, <laughs> sweet chin strap. Yeah, buddy. So, anyways, Shinji gets picked up by Misato. They race off uh, to head back to Nerve headquarters. Meanwhile, uh, the UN is like, "Well, all our bombs didn't work. We're gonna drop." Our biggest bomb, the N2 bomb, which is a, in essence, a nuke without the radiation. Yeah. Which is how. It's like a neutrino bomb, I think is what the N stands for. I thought it was just nah, nitrogen. Because be, if it was a neutrino bomb, it wouldn't do all the splody parts. That's true, and it would send our characters back in time. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, they. <laughs> is they, that what they do? Yeah, it worked on Star Trek. Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, every time on Star Trek they have to travel through time, it's always neutrino something. Don't forget when they slingshot around the sun multiple times. No, that's true. I, I thought that was Superman. Nah, they all no. do it. That was what, uh, Voyage Home? Yeah, Voyage Home. Yeah. yeah, for Star Trek 4, they got a slingshot around mm. the sun, just like old Soups himself. True. Been a while since I've seen that. Though I believe Superman, like, he spins around, around so hard, like, yeah. he, like, reverses the spin, right? Correct. Right, yeah. and, and when Earth moves backwards, it goes back in time. Yes. You know how, like, when you walk backwards, <laughs> time reverses? reverses? Yeah, exactly like that. Can you disprove it? Hold on a second. Oh, no, he's turned into a David Lynch character. <laughs> uh, anyways, welcome back to Body Counts and Beer. It's been a few months since we've been here. John, you moved. Patrick, I moved. Patrick, you were on vacation, became a Q guy. And now That's we're true. recording in this bunker. I stormed oh the Capitol six months late. <laughs> I just wanted to get Jay Johnston's autograph. <laughs> Still at large. Still at large. <laughs> Jimmy Pesto himself is out there on the streets. Is it at large if we fucking know who he is? Yes. Yeah, because he is at large. We don't know where he is. Right. I feel like it can't be that hard to find him. He's very tall. Well, Correct. the problem is, though, he's not where you normally find him in front of his Italian restaurant. That's funny. Here's the thing, though. All they need to do is announce uh, Mr. Show Revival, and he'll show up. That's true. Right? right? Like when the police announce, like, we're giving a free boat away. <laughs> All you have to do is admit your crimes. And you get a free boat. Well, my crimes don't nearly add up to the cost of one boat. I'd be stupid not to do this. True facts. Uh, so the bomb goes off and blows uh, Masato's uh, car across. And the, the UN is just like, we did it. We fucking yeah, did it. Yeah, the satellite it. feed goes out because of the interference from the explosion. And they're just like, you saw the size of that explosion. There's no way it could survive. Yeah, it's very Independence Day say. when they nuke Houston or whatever. Yeah. And then it turns out, nope, the angel's still alive, and now it's growing a new face. Yes, yeah. it is growing a new face. And also getting a lot of cool like bubbles and boils and shit. Yeah, yeah, it gets like weird like like tumor uh, and and like growths all over it. He's just pushing out of his shell, man. Uh, he's coming out of his shell, just like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and taught us all peace through the power of rock. That's I true. Mean, exactly what he's probably about to do. Oh, yeah. Given the iconography, he's probably playing a lot of Creed songs. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my guess. Sure. Yeah. And he did that like levitating thing, very Scott Stapp from the video for Hire. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the so the thing, so we watched the Amazon version, which is like a newer dub. In the original Japanese dub, when he floats over, he definitely goes. Can you <laughs> and for some reason, they translate Tokyo Three as a place where warm men free. I don't know the actual words to that fucking song. Who does? Yeah, there's no reason. For Certainly that. not Scott Stapp. Well, no, probably not. The real sad thing is that in the original, I understand that this particular angel fights Fred Durst backstage at like Lollapalooza. A, That's correct. correct. Yeah, we hey, that uh, good luck with all your mental health battles, Scott Stapp. <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, you're still a fucking asshole. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's kind of the problem. Like, sorry. Yeah. Like, I he, hope you get better, but, you know, maybe stop releasing records. Yes. Right? Like, you're not a nice guy when you're <laughs> off your meds. Like, he ain't Kid Rock, but, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this, the angel uh, does not uh, be affected, so the UN turns to... Uh, Gendo Ikari. Yes, Gendo Ikari. Who bad is, dad anime dad. Yes, uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore of bad movie dads, uh, which, uh, if we continue watching these movies, will be plain as day. <laughs> um, but his whole thing is like, he's got, he works for a company, he runs a company called Nerve, who was like an agency? He's not like for-profit public <laughs> right, trading. Right. Are you sure though? There is a lot of talk about going over budget and what this is going to cost <laughs> later on in the movie Ooh. for sure. Yeah. Which I feel like is more like uh, the director Hideaki Anno uh, being frustrated with how much animation costs. Because they'll always have, like, a big robot fight and then immediately cut to board meeting where they're like, Damn it, Gendo, you can't do any more big robot fights. They cost too much money. It's like, all right, no more. Well, maybe one more. <laughs> so, uh, is this all still hand-drawn? Yes. Oh, so all there, that costs is labor. There is, a, uh, some of the angels do have, uh, like, obviously the last angel has some, some rudimentary kind of CGI elements involved. Uh, buddy, oh man, wait till we get to the last movie where they use, like, a combination of like motion capture and traditional artwork, it is mind blowing. Oh, the the animation of the movies is 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 fantastic, and each one like just kind of builds on the other. The opening of the third movie is like one of the most beautiful pieces of animation I've ever seen in my life, and it's also one of the most thrilling action sequences yeah. I've ever nice, seen in my yeah. life. Uh, so, anyways, uh, they he he says they we have to activate uh, the Evangelion, and you're like, what's that? Too bad. Cut to Masato and Shinji taping up her car and driving back to Nerve headquarters. Yeah, yeah. she's got it held together with duct tape. Yeah. Hey, just like my first car. Right. Yep. Like, duct tape very is relatable. good stuff. I don't know why everybody shortchanges it. Right. Yeah. I've I I seen them put duct tape on an airplane. They didn't let us get on it. They decided they didn't have enough. <laughs> But they were trying. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I think uh, duct tape hit the same fate as, like, Bacon did in the mid-2000s of, like, the internet just did fucking too many goddamn jokes about it. That's that fair. There was, like, a cultural backlash against it. <laughs> like, nah, Lightning 3. Proprietary Apple crap. Okay. Yeah. I got it fixed. You got it fixed? Yeah. Waveforms! <laughs> okay. Welcome to the world of waveforms! <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've been having some technical difficulties. Uh, so anyways, if the uh, the edit here is weird, who gives a shit? I believe we're on, we are on take 3.333, <laughs> colon, you cannot parentheses redo, end parentheses. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs>
It's a good one. <laughs> so anyways, uh, the Evangelion needs to be mo- uh, uh, activated. activated, says uh, Shinji's dad, Gendo, and his weird like sidekick man. Um, <laughs> Futsuki. Yes. And then Misato and uh, Shinji ride their car elevator down into Nerve headquarters. And this whole scene to is... To the like, Nerve Center? Huh? Huh? To the Central huh? Dogma, Patrick. Oh. Pay attention to the proper nouns. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> this whole scene is basically Misato just being like, why don't you talk? Why don't you speak up? Why don't you assert yourself? What's going on? And Shinji just being like, oh, whatever. Well, oh, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think you understand, uh, Misato. I'm Shinji Akari. <laughs> you have me confused with like a dynamic protagonist that can make decisions and affect the story. That ain't me, governor. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she points out like, hey, do you know what your dad does? And she's like, uh, I don't know. My teacher said that he did something important for the UN and that his work is super important to the world. But like, I didn't bother asking any follow-up questions like, what? Yeah. And she's like, ah, you have issues with your dad. Just like me. Creepy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and put that out there. They have a relationship. Let's just say that. <laughs> a Patrick, creepy let's relationship. Let's just say that. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's just like in a lot of movies where you're just like, oh, that's a dick. <laughs> I know, and it, it, it's definitely a dick or vagina in this movie. The symbolism is right on Front Street. Yep. Yeah. Ain't no subtext. Correct. Only text. <laughs> uh, so they head down into Nerve headquarters. She gives him his orders, uh, which don't even, again, answer any questions that he's going to have coming up. And gives him an ID. He has got his ID card. They head down. Uh, and then I do like that his book. He's given a nerve uh, like manual, and it's uh, wrapped in a little ribbon that says "For Your Eyes Only," which yeah. is a dynamite James Bond movie. Hell That's yeah. a Roger Moore. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts to him looking at it, and I like that the back has a barcode. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, like in, in case anyone wants to check it out at their local library. Yeah. At one point, Masato... They need to keep track of the stock. Yeah, at one point, Masato asks Shinji, he's like, did your father send give you like an ID card or anything? And Shinji hands her a note that is just like... It is his... entirely redacted. Yeah. yeah, it's entirely redacted. It has his picture, and it just says, come here, Gendo. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Dad. Uh, so they get down uh, into the pit. They meet uh, Ritzko, who is like the head science officer for Nerve. Um, and she's like, yeah, oh, she just you... finished doing some like scuba diving repairs on the Ava unit. Yes. She's well, the... getting out of a wetsuit. Yeah. Well, you got to have that close up is... cheesecake footage. Yeah. There, there is a very important baseline horniness to all Japanese anime. I, animation in general yeah. is a pretty horny field to get into. Sure. So like, yeah, there is just that background radiation of just like, obviously she's doing scuba repairs on the Evangelion. That's, look guys, we have to put her in a form-fitting wetsuit. That's just what the scientists wear. And we have to have her slowly unzip it from behind and get a close-up of her bikini-clad butt. Now, again, we watched the Amazon dub. In the original Funimation, they do play, Oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Ritsko accuses Mitsato of being late. It's like, well, how the fuck was she supposed to get there early? Her car got fucking nuked. So I just recently did some training for a job that I quit. <laughs> and some of the training videos they showed us were definitely like, let's look at the bad way to do it. Sorry, I'm 15 minutes late. Traffic was a joke. I got here as fast as I could. Uh, let's take that again. 
Hey, I'm perfectly on time. Boy, I'm glad I left 20 minutes early. There was heavy traffic. <laughs> the expectation that bosses have is fucking absurd. It really <laughs> is. I'm going to tell you. My boss rolls into work 20 minutes late every day and screams about traffic on the 90. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy comes from Tinley Park. <laughs> It is. Uh, it, Boy, I'm always surprised when I'm just like, oh man, yeah, no, Brown Line was crazy backed up. Where are you coming from, Indiana? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? It, it, I take honestly, a ferry boat up from Cairo. <laughs> it honestly blows my mind how many people like live in Indiana and work in Chicago. Yeah. An hour and a half commute every day, both ways. All right, well, I mean, it takes me an hour and a half, two hours to get to and from work, and I live in the city. Yeah, yeah but, but I could take a bus. Asleep. Yeah, I was going to say, I get to fall asleep on that commute. I no, 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 you no, take no. two buses. I take two buses and a train. Nice. Two bus train combo. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah, I take uh, a bus to a train, yeah. and then the train to the John Candy car where the radio still works. But everything Ooh. else is broken. Oh, nice. Uh, those aren't pillows. I uh, gotta get home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> hit a moose. And then, I'm in, and then I, I clock in. Yeah. Every time you go <laughs> away. Uh, Great movie. Fantastic movie. In my opinion, the best John Hughes movie. Oh, very possibly, yeah. No. yeah also, I'm, like, the only Thanksgiving movie. It's one of, like, few Thanksgiving movies. Wow. Uh, so anyways... Yeah, Independence Day doesn't take place at Thanksgiving? <laughs> uh, John, uh, Halloween doesn't take place at Thanksgiving? John, both of those movies famously take place on Labor Day. <laughs> I thought My Bloody Valentine took place on Labor Day. No, that's Memorial Day. Black Christmas isn't on Thanksgiving? No, that's no. Arbor Day. And A Christmas Carol's on Flag Day. That's what about correct. The Nightmare Before Christmas? That Admin- has to be Thanksgiving. Nah. Administrative Assistance Day. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves that one. Gotta get flowers and chocolates. That's, yes. For your lady. Really. Otherwise, she tells your missus where you've been on your lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Uh, so Shinji... It's me, Don Draper, cigarettes. <laughs> hey, what's the matter, you? I'm John Hamm. Yep. Dynamite impression. Yeah, that was good. That was actually Thank really you. good. So, so Shinji is brought uh, in front of, into a room, and they're like, this is the uh, well, artificial... the lights are all off. Yeah. And they bring him into this dark room that, he, again, he has no explanation as to why he's there. He just saw... An existential horror monster almost stepped on him by accident. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, hit the lights real quick. <laughs> this will be a good way to introduce him to giant robot. Yeah, yeah giant they, mech. Yeah, giant super robot that they call like artificial humanoid. Um, and it, they call it the Evangelion. This is unit one. And then Shinji's dad shows up. Well, like, what I love is that Shinji's reaction is just like, oh, all right, that, that's a cool robot, I guess. Yeah, nice <laughs> robot, guys. And then Shinji's dad shows up at the top and he's like, Hello, Shinji. And he's like, oh, Dad, oh, what's up? And they're like, you have to pilot this now. <laughs> yep. This is your responsibility. There's a giant murder monster stomping on all of Tokyo 3. <sighs> and, and they're telling this 14-year-old boy who just showed up, you better get in the head of this thing and fucking fight. <laughs> and they don't even do the Star Fox thing of good luck. Nope. Yeah, no. There's not even a tutorial mission. No. You're just they, in it. They yep. berate him. Yes. Because he doesn't, he's like, I can't do this. Yeah. 
And in the in the history of anime, I, a big trope up until this point when the show originally aired was like, you see this in Mobile Suit Gundam, you see this in a lot of anime at that point was like, oh, my father, he's very distant, but he builds robots to save the world. I have to pilot my father's robot? I guess. Ooh, it turns out it's really cool. I like piloting robots. So this, uh... This anime goes a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy's like, what if piloting a robot wasn't fun at all? Here's the thing, though. Like, the metaphor for, like, Shinji basically being a child soldier, I I get it, man. It seems real unpleasant. It's not, yeah, it's written, it's not great. (laughs) The first thing he does when he gets shoved in the cockpit is they drown him. Yes, yes, they they drown him. drown you in liquid. Yeah, it's called LCL. LCL. And it's like fruit punch. I mean, yeah, that's what it looks like. It's breathable fruit punch. Yeah. So, uh, skipping ahead a bit, but uh, the, 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 the goo that is pouring out of Lilith, we'll get to it, no questions, that's LCL. Oh, I thought they were just emptying Mr. Kool-Aid's. No, sure. it's, literally, it's literally angel blood, basically. Fancy. Yeah. Angels um, bleed? No questions. Do well, you bleed? <laughs> then you can die. <laughs> you will. Uh, <laughs> I always wanted to, uh, if I had any, like, uh, fucking, like, skill at making a meme at all, do you bleed? Do do I bleed? When you fell down, oh, fuck, I fucked it up! <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get your attention all movie, I think you're real neat. Me and Lois Lane dig your vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, they basically yell at Shinji for a very long time. Shinji's like, I can't do this, please don't ask me to. And they're like, fine, get Ray, get Ray, get my other pilot. And they're like, mm, but her Evangelion is broken. They're like, I don't care, well, shove her in this yeah, one. Shove her in this one, and also she is, like, severely injured. Yeah, they uh, wheel her in on a gurney. Yeah. yeah, no, she's practically dead. Yeah, yeah. Her, one of her eyes is bandaged, both of her arms appear to be broken. She appears to be bleeding in the chest. Yeah, her abdomen yeah. is been pierced. Uh, Gendo has the has two amazing lines. The first one is, uh, "Hey, get wake up, Ray. The backup pilot isn't gonna work out." <laughs> he says of his own kid, yeah. and then uh, Futsky's just like, "Oh, are you sure she's in a condition to fight?" Well, she's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> so they wheel her out. She can't. She can only stay conscious long enough to cry. Yep. Uh, falls off the gurney. Can't do it. So Shinji's like, "All right, I'll do it. I'll pilot the Eva." And he, they, the Eva. Uh, pers- this I love the the sort of montage of getting the Eva up and going. There is a lot oh, of man. spotlight, especially in this movie, on the like grunt workers of Nerve that actually have to make everything do things. Right. There's and a lot of guys in orange jumpsuits like turning levers and like tightening bolts and nuts and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like how in the first Iron Man movie like when Tony Stark wants to become Iron Man it takes like five robots to put him inside the Iron Man. The, to get in the Evangelion it takes like a hundred people to get everything like oh, yeah. ready. They're like practically getting in the space shuttle. There's like that many people working yeah, on Yeah, they're pulling thing. tubes and putting in tubes and draining liquid and filling up liquid. Yeah. They I haven't were- seen this many cavities filled since we watched Under Siege. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Shinji gets put into the entry plug, which is like a, a big, long, like pill tube that gets shoved right into the big old vagina hole in the back of the Eva's yeah. neck. Yep. Uh, and then the Eva like covers it up, and then yeah, they drown him in the el- the, the angel blood. 
Uh, they say that, yeah, he's holding his breath, and Ritsuku says, just like, just breathe normally, you'll get used to it once it fills your lungs. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. Isn't there somebody, I feel like I knew that from somewhere, like some other sci-fi movie. There's, breathable liquid is like a, a thing that is in like lots of sci-fi movies. Yeah. Uh, it's also the name of my ska album. Yeah. Not Sphere. Isn't there like a breathable liquid? Maybe in, it's the abyss. In the abyss. In the abyss. Yeah, yeah with Ed O'Neill, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He breathes liquid. Not when Ed O'Neill. Ed Harris. Harris. Yeah. <laughs> the abyss would be super different if he was like talking to like the big shimmery like alien monster. And he stuck his hand out his pants. <laughs> and he was like, "I don't want to have sex with you, shiny robot monster." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah, okay, that's all right, exactly yeah, because that was that. totally and ringing then, bells for yeah, me, and I and couldn't place it. And then he sold them shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, they put Shinji in there. I they... do want to see the Abyss Monster turn into Katie Seagal. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Futurama Katie Seagal, yeah, definitely. not married with children Katie Seagal. Yeah, you Seagal. want Leela. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Again, animation has a baseline horny. <laughs> Super horny. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> So they uh, launch the Evangelion, and uh, sh- it shoots up like this giant, like... Like elevator pillar. Yeah, this like pipe that like goes up and then diagonal, then up again. <laughs> and then yeah, it gets he- ejaculated onto the surface of Earth. Yes, and the Eva is like this big giant purple, and the Unit 1, I should say, is this big giant like purple and green, like neon green, like humanoid robot, like a little like unicorn horn and two eyes. Uh, and and what I like, like about, uh, they do a really good job in this movie, and I think an even better job in the next movie, of communicating the weight and the scale of these giant robots. Yes. Like, they're agile, and they move, but you can you, you, you get the sense of gravity on these giant, like, organic machines, basically. Yes. Because uh, immediately they're like, all right, all you gotta do is think about walking. Just make it walk. And he's like... All right, just walk, and it takes one step, and immediately like shatters like all the street level glass around it. Yeah, and then he takes another step, and promptly falls, falls to down. the ground. Takes plant, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, this isn't working at all." Yep, maybe we really should. need those tutorial missions, people. Yeah. Don't Correct. skip them. And it's, well, this is what we call a have to lose boss, where you have to lose to it, and then the plot <laughs> to get in. through the credits. Yeah. What I hate is when you get one in the middle of the game, and there's no communication about that, so you use all your like mega ethers, all of your like big heavy your like, phoenix downs, exactly. your high potions. Oh yeah, yeah, your elixirs. Yeah, your and it's like shit. When was the last save point? That was like. 40 minutes ago. I gotta sit through the whole cutscene again. I just, I just gotta keep going. But, like, I'm never gonna farm enough gill to get all those supplies back. Yeah, no, no way. And what's crazy about it is, like, when Shinji first gets into the Ava, they're like, oh, his sync rate's only, is already 41%. He's not even wearing a plug suit, and blah, blah, blah. Like, he's, like, born to fucking pilot this goddamn yeah, which, thing. which, again, like, that's very much like an anime trope of just, like, oh, the boy whose father built the robot is, like, just naturally super good at piloting robots. Yes. Uh, but, again, there's a far more sinister reason why he's <laughs> able to pilot this robot. Um, so anyways, this... Patrick, it has to do with his mother. What? Yeah, yeah, the Misfit song, Mother. Oh. Oh, no, that's just a Danzig song. Oh, that's just Danzig? Don't give Jerry only credit for that shit. <laughs> so don't you disrespect Danzig. Okay, once again, we've suffered catastrophic... 
uh, uh, technical difficulties. We've lost a microphone. We and... are on take 3.0 plus 1.01. <laughs> We're down to the one mic, people. Don't lose this one. Yeah. Yeah, a, listener, it's yeah. your fault. What a, what a way to come back, am I right? <laughs> so anyways. Hey, it's not how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can hit your microphone and it still records. It's me, Rocky Baboa, from the famous movie Creed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, speaking of getting hit, uh, Shinji's Eva, Eva Unit 1, Falls down and flat on its face. The angel just picks it up and goes buck wild on it. Oh yeah, like just breaks his arm. Yeah, breaks his arm. And uh, here's the thing that we learn: uh, the child pilots of the Eva are hardwired into the system so that they feel whatever pain the Eva feels. Yeah, they have a synchronization rate where they actually like their their brain merges with the Eva and they become one. Yes, and so when it breaks. The Ava's arm breaks. Shinji feels the pain of a broken arm. And Ritsuku is just like, stop it. That's not your real arm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> True facts. Which, like, I don't know, man. Look, That's a lot to deal with. Look, one of the overarching themes of all of Evangelion is people will yell at Shinji no matter what <laughs> for any reason, whether he deserves it or not. Most of the time he does, he, though. That's totally so true. So safe. <laughs> you might as well give him a couple of yells. Damn. Yeah. Little shit. <laughs> In his defense, this is literally his first day. He, he hasn't even moved into his home or dropped off his shit. I care not. I knew as a 14-year-old boy, not a single 14-year-old boy that would not try to pilot a mech. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely try to pilot a mech, but I'd be like Tim Robinson and that I think you should leave sketch if I don't know what any of this shit does. <laughs> that doesn't matter. I'd be pushing buttons. Ow! The wheel hurts you? Yes, it does, actually. <laughs> so, so the angel just starts hammering on Shinji's Eva. Uh, hits it with that elbow spike in the face a couple of times. The people's elbow! My god! <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> My god, they even had children! Um, I mean, kinda. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And this Eva takes a spike through the eye, spits out Tarantino kill bill geysers of blood, and fucking dies leaning against a building. And everyone That's how I want to go. <laughs> okay. Leaning against a building. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind for when I kill you. Thank you. Thank so, you. No problem. Uh, so anyways, everyone back at Nerve Headquarters is like, well, fuck, I guess that's it. Humanity over. Time to, yep. time to start again. And the Eva's eye, like, lights up. Its remaining eye lights up. And it stands up. And they're like, well, this can't happen. Why would this happen? It's because the Eva has gone berserk. Do you like some making for berserk? <laughs> Did you say making fuck? <laughs> So yeah, the, the Eva... I can't wait to hear that song in its entirety in Clerks 3. Man, I heard that song in its entirety on the soundtrack to Clerks. Yep. But now it's several decades old. <laughs> I can't wait to see Randall's obvious balding pattern. It's okay. I'm still not supposed to be here! I accidentally voted for Pat Buchanan! <laughs> Uh, wow, stoned Kevin Smith is really going back for the references. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, so, 
Now all I can think of is like the scene where they're just like talking about the Death Star and clerks. They're just going to turn that into Star Killer Base. It's going to be the yeah. same exact scene, yeah. but Star Killer Base. And one of them's going to look at the camera and just like, I feel like we've had this conversation before. <laughs> is what we'll then play. Kevin Smith. Hire me to do your scripts. I can copy paste too. <laughs> Whatever you're one, you seem like one of the few high-powered Hollywood people that hasn't touched anyone. <laughs> and also, so like, let's be fair. All right. Let's say medium-powered at best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. He ruined all those ch- uh, man children's uh, childhoods with his He-Man reboot. You know what? It wasn't bad. Oh, it was fucking rad as body. It's actually rad as fuck. Nice. It's pretty cool. Henry Rollins plays a bad guy who starts a technology worshiping cult. Oh man! And they are basically like He-Man Borg. Yeah. They just kind of wander the wasteland, like assimilating people. You had me at Henry Rollins, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's real good. It's really good. Somewhere real in an good. alternate timeline, Henry Rollins is the most listened to meathead podcaster. <laughs> And the world is a much better place. Why do we would all know exactly how to handle our vinyl record collection. Yeah. Does Henry Rollins have a podcast? Actually, yes. Does yeah. he really? Yeah, he did it one time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if he still does, but he does. Does he one. still do stand-up He's specials? St- they're spoken word shows. Okay. They just happen to be mildly funny. <laughs> yeah, mildly. I would say most of them are just kind of like... <laughs> That's a funny story, kind of funny. Yeah, I yeah. remember he recalled a story that he like drove past his childhood home, and he like stopped, and he had a mixtape and headphones, and he sat on the old porch listening to that mixtape at three in the morning, and I was real scared. <laughs> <laughs> because Henry Rollins could be listening to a mixtape on your porch. He could be anywhere <laughs> listening to mixtapes. He, a lot of Henry Rollins... Man, people don't really appreciate mid-level Ozzy. Listen, Henry Rollins at worst at 3 o'clock in the morning is going to tell you to, you know, fulfill feel, yourself and be at like, I feel like Henry Rollins at 3 in the morning is like the episode of The Simpsons where Krusty comes to dinner and he won't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Most of his stories are just like, let me tell you about the time I got... I went on tour with this way bigger rock star than me yep. and how out of my depth I was and how cool they were and how much of an idiot I was. Yeah, here's the Mark Maron of, like, music stories. Yeah, except he doesn't have, like, a litany of people that hate him from his past. <laughs> True. Henry Rollins, by all accounts, is a pretty okay guy. Mark, Mark Maron is a pretty okay guy who just... Now to, he is well, now. Well, what I'm going to say, he was a pretty okay guy who happened to be a... Horrible drug and alcohol addict. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's what they all say. Well, you know what? He he spent too much time hanging with Sam Kinison at the comedy store. True. Sam he didn't Kinison. have a choice. Sam Kinison, by all accounts, was a pretty okay guy. By all, uh, buddy, I I beg you to read into Sam Kinison because by all accounts. He was not. Oh, no. When he was doing his drugs and alcohol. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, buddy, I went through this Norm McDonald. Just get out while the getting's good. <laughs> Do not look into Sam Kennison. I think Sam Kennison got out. <laughs> yes, permanently. Yeah. For life. Via car, I believe. Yep, yep. Uh, anyways, uh, so... Uh, <laughs> 
So, so, oh, so the Eva goes berserk. The berserk, right. We learned that it goes berserk. Yes, because it, and you know it goes berserk because it has a mouth and teeth and it screams at people. Yeah, see, I thought in the movie that uh, it, when this happened, I thought Shinji was like finding himself and raging out. But no, no this is Shinji, the, you know, Shinji has weeping. lost. Yeah, he has lost consciousness at this point, right. I believe. They're going to drag yes. him out of this thing later. This is the Eva's organic components uh, acting in like self-preservation and to... To preserve Shinji, the gotcha. pilot. Gotcha. Uh, and it, again, it goes fucking bonkers on this angel. Like, it just, it rips through its absolute terror field with its bare hands, like paper, as Ritsuko uh, says, uh, and then just, like, pummels the shit out of it. Oh, yeah. Tears mm-hmm. its ribs off, and stabs it with his own ribs. Yep. Stabs it in his weird red orb heart. Yeah. And then the angel, like, gives up on existing and turns into a goo ball and explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is how I want to go. <laughs> so, John, keep that in mind for when you kill me. Gotcha. Turn him into a goober. What else are friends for, buddy? <laughs> oh, this isn't how we wanted you to find out. We wanted you to find out by us killing you. <laughs> I know. I always ruin surprises. Uh, so, yeah, the the Eva, uh, uh, the angel explodes... It, what is and every time an angel explodes, it gives off a straight up nuclear mushroom cloud. Oh, basically, yeah. levels most of Tokyo three. Uh, a lot of times, there's a big old laser cross. There's a lot of laser crosses in this movie. Quite. Uh, and then also a lake of blood drenches everything. Yeah. Um, and a little rainbow appears. Mm-hmm. What That's right. Uh, so cut to Shinji in the hospital. Facing an unfamiliar ceiling that he will get very well acquainted with over the course of these movies. Shinji and that hospital ceiling are basically best friends. Correct. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. The hospital ceiling tells Shinji, like, buddy, I've been keeping this from you, but the prognosis is not good. We gotta get to Skywalker Ranch. (laughs) I gotcha, buddy. We're gonna see a rough cut of episode one. Let's go. (laughs) Are you doing fanboys right now? I hope we meet Harry Knowles. (laughs) <laughs> he seems like a good guy at this point in history. <laughs> it's one of those things like a Jenga piece sliding exactly the wrong way of then like, oh no, he was always real gross. <laughs> he popularized experiencing movies as a sexual act. It is not surprising that he extorted nudes. Yeah. Anyways, fuck ain't a cool news. Um, and Harry Knowles. And, but, but go Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, sure, in the hospital. He's in the hospital. Um, uh, what's her name shows up and she's gonna take him home. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, he ain't got no home. He just can't Well, Masato home. comes Misato. home. He, they're going to give him his own apartment to live by himself. Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, whatever. I've lived by myself since my dad abandoned me at three years old. It's no big deal. I'm fine. Yep. He's been doing a real, uh, uh, that, what's that Macaulay Culkin movie where he ain't got no parents? Uh, the Good Son. Yeah, no, there yeah, we go. That one too. <laughs> uh, and so uh, Masato's like, you know what? You come live with me, 14-year-old boy. But first we gotta go pick up some supplies. Yeah, shitloads of beer, instant coffee, and Doritos. <laughs> and microwave meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, so, the idea that she looks like she is drawn and lives off of beer, Doritos, and Hungry Man dinners. <laughs> I would like to say for a fact, that's not how that works. 
I don't know, man. You've seen Alice Cooper when he was going through his drinking phase. Thin as a rail. That's true. She <laughs> might have them Alice Cooper jeans, man. You don't know. <laughs> That's He burned all those calories when he turned into a bat at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, first of all, Alice Cooper burned all those calories on the golf course, bro. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. When he goes by his real name, Vincent. <laughs> Vincent Fournier? Yeah, Vincent Fournier. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. B.S., if it's spelled the way I think it is, do not Google Fournier. <laughs> it is a form of leprosy. and It'll, oh, it'll, no. it'll show you some real gross pictures. Yeah. There's an NBA player named Evan Fournier who is French, and he's played in the NBA for a while. He played for the Orlando Magic briefly, the Celtics last year. Now he's a Nick coming up. And every time he has gone to a new team, he always sends out a tweet that says, Hey, fans of new team, do not Google me. <laughs> because it will only end in your pain. Yes. Ooh, but do Google uh, Alice Cooper's Last Temptation, parentheses, the Neil Gaiman comic book. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That sounds cool as It's real good. It was like one of the... Uh, this was post... Sandman, but pre like everything getting adapted kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, Neil Gaiman kind of at the top of his like '90s power. Sure, and this is like uh, Last Temptation was very much like an Alice Cooper like revival album. Like he was coming back. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's pretty good. Huh. It's basically like Night Circus, but with Alice Cooper. Cool. I'm on board. Man, yeah. Alice Cooper's the coolest. He's, He's pretty rad. Got a great radio show. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. He reminds me kind of like Devo of not Devo, Ronnie James Dio of a guy who like does like the most like you know uh, sicko brutal like heavy you know weirdo he music. No, that the chicken couldn't fly. Okay, <laughs> but okay, but the fact that like he, they do this like very dark and, and sinister you know kind of music with these kind of overtones, but then in real life are just the nicest. Doofiest yeah. dudes, I love it. I was gonna say Alice Cooper's in uh, uh, the end of West or the fall of Western Civilization Part Two, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess some heavy metal guys get a little out of hand." <laughs> yeah. Anytime he's like sitting there in full makeup on his stage of props, yeah, you're like, "Whatever, dude." God, I still every time I hear Mil- Milwaukee, or Milwaukee, or the Good Life, yes, <laughs> which is dynamite, so yeah. Good. So good. Way better than fucking Aerosmith's cameo in the sequel, where they're just like, you're worthy, get up! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you don't get that you're supposed to be not yourself right now, you know? The, like, you don't get the joke, Aerosmith. To be fair, I don't think Aerosmith have ever done anything remotely close to a joke besides naming, their, blue, besides naming their blues revival album, <laughs> Honkin' on Bobo. <laughs> Uh, and when they made music the weapon. Oh, and Revolution X. You're yep. right. I mm-hmm. forgot about that. Yep. That Revolution X is quite the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Shinji comes home to Misato's apartment. She's like, hey, just so you know. We also get uh, one of my favorite music stings of like the wacky times in Evangelion. Yes. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, during this whole sequence, it turns into a weird like sitcom. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah, it like yeah. bouncy, jaunty? Like it's like the Balkan skull music when they would show up on Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, they make their microwave meals. Uh, Misato says, "Please forgive the the space. It's a little messy, and it is covered like floor to ceiling in trash. Oh, trash yeah. Like and it's just like beer cans and chip bags everywhere." Yeah. She downs an entire beer in one gulp and then screams in <laughs> triumph. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she's like, oh, don't you want to eat all this delicious food? And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I just, I'm not used to, like, microwave food. Then she gets in his face <laughs> and is like, I don't like picky eaters. Yeah. Big smile, more beer. And by the end of the night, she has, like, a pyramid of beer cans yeah. on her table. As her she empty again, soldiers. Sends, spends an entire evening berating Shinji yep. to just like speak up and be a man, you dumb little <laughs> bastard. Yeah, Some words. Uh, she suggests to Shinji like go take a bath. You know that's like doing life's laundry. You'll feel better after you've had a bath. He goes into the bathroom, and we are introduced to the best character in the movie. That's right, a hot springs penguin named Pen Pen. Who was just done using the bathroom, I guess? Yeah, I'm assuming... I mean, I'm going with no. I assume he took a shower because he goes out of the bathroom and then immediately reads the paper. Ooh, he does have a so towel. So if, yes. if he was using the bathroom, the paper would be red. True. Yeah, yeah right. he, he does have like a, a towel yeah. over his shoulders. Yeah, so he finishes taking like a shower or maybe a schvitz. Maybe, I mean, yeah. you never know. Yeah, because he is a hot springs penguin. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Shinji runs out fully naked, Austin Powers beer can hiding his genitalia. Pen Pen uh, goes into his little refrigerator apartment yeah. and gives Shinji the best, like, shut the fuck up look <laughs> that a penguin is capable of giving. And then again, sits down on a toilet with a newspaper and takes shit. <laughs> yeah. That penguin's where it's at. Oh, right? yeah. Pen Pen's the best. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Shinji is freaking out. Uh, Misato's just like, oh yeah, 15 years ago before the second impact, there used to be a whole bunch of warm water penguins. He's just, just think of him as another roommate. Anyway, you're naked. I can see your dick. <laughs> There's a great joke that, again, they don't translate in the Amazon for some reason, but uh, Misato removes the beer that's covering his penis, and the thing that's now covering his penis is toothpicks. Oh. Which is a fun little his penis is oh. small joke. He's 14. <laughs> Take that, nerd. Jesus. So, uh. <laughs> so he goes back in, he takes his bath, he ruminates and philosophizes and gets sad again. Oh, yeah. So much of the in, in between monster fights is just Shinji being real Fucking sad. Fucking moping. Yeah. Well, and I think this this movie definitely has the worst pacing of any of the movies. Right. Uh, well, especially, it's so episodic because it is yeah. just a remake of the first, like, five, six episodes okay. of the original show. But wherein those six episodes did have, like, a little bit of breathing room, so they kind of spaced everything out a little bit more naturally. In this one, it is just, like, fight scene, sadness, fight scene, sadness, fight scene, sadness, just piled on top of each <laughs> other. And it, it can feel like... Very repetitious when Shinji is having this like crippling self doubt and depression. Right. Yeah. Where in the series it has a little bit more room to breathe. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and like and like uh, like right after this, Shinji gets put into the the Metal Gear Solid VR missions version of the Eva. Well, now he gets the tutorial. Yeah, which I love. They clearly just ripped the head out of Unit One, and they're just suspending it like. Fucking spinal column and all yeah. in this like VR test chamber. I always just assumed it was like a failed attempt at like uh, like one of the previous Avas. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Um, and so yeah, he they're like tell him basically like aim and shoot, aim and shoot. Or yeah, whatever. it becomes a boring office job immediately. Yeah. Yes. Um, and like all literally all Shinji wants is his dad to talk to him 
and yeah. just be like, hey, I'm sorry I abandoned you for like you know 13 years ago or whatever. But hey, we're here now. We're gonna save the world together, and we're gonna do it. But his dad at one point, there's an elevator <laughs> where uh, yeah, Shinji and Misato are waiting to get in an elevator. The elevator doors open. Gendo is the only person in the elevator. He will not move to one side. Yeah. <laughs> they just stare wordlessly at each other until the doors close. And he takes off. Even in Star Wars, when Luke and Han are pretending to be stormtroopers and they don't want other troopers in the elevator with them, they, they do that thing where they point at all of them and they're like, ah, oh, there's not enough space. I'm sorry, guy. <laughs> yeah. Gendo won't even do that. No. He just doesn't want to hang out with that mopey little fuck. Which, like, on the one hand, yeah, I get it. But on the other hand, you did this to him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In so many ways. Yeah. This is a thousand percent your fault. Uh, he'll get his. Yeah, bad dad, anime dad. Uh, so anyways... Things happen to his brain and skull that are very fucking metal. Oh, shit. Um, speaking of brain and skull, I'm not gonna give anything away, but you really should watch Malignant on HBO Max. <laughs> it's the most insane horror movie I've ever seen in the world. Great opening. Then there's like 30, 40 minutes of just kind of like okay slashery whatever things. And then it takes such an abrupt turn into wacky territory <laughs> that it turns from like yeah, this is an okay like horror movie to the best horror movie <laughs> I think I've seen in years. Oh, it's, oh. Delightful. Better than Mandy? You know, no, but like Mandy's like an epic. Mandy's got the fucking mac and cheese goblin. Yeah, the cheddar <laughs> goblin, baby. Everybody's favorite goblin. Um, I mean, look, if you, if you don't have, like, Nick Cage, like, af, like after, like, the shit goes down and he loses his goddamn mind just on the scene of super him, shrooms. Just the scene of him covered in blood just screaming. Yeah. Somehow each scream topping the scream that came before. It's a legitimately great weird performance yeah. and a legitimately great weird movie, Mandy. Malignant is other direction but great for a whole different reasons. And it, and the thing is it knows what it's doing and it's like keyed in. It, it, it's, oh, it's delightful. It's delightful. All right. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, so Shinji, uh, they're like, he, yeah. the, he goes to school. Shinji goes to school. He's immediately punched by a guy. Yeah. Toji. For being an Ava pilot. Yep. Yeah, uh, Toji, uh, who is one of his classmates, his little sister got injured in the big fight that Shinji had uh, just moments ago. And I love, in the dub, in this one in particular, they this was the first time I've seen the anime, or uh, the Amazon dub all the way through. And in this one, they made a very specific choice to give Toji a very, like, Hey, I gotta do it. I gotta punch you one time. Cause my little sister. He's, he's literally like, hey, Ikari Dickery Dock. My sister got beat up during the last battle on the dock. Or whatever. Like, he's yeah. super Andrew Dice Clay. Wearing a Fila jumpsuit. And he punches the shit out of, of, of Shinji, Shinji a couple times. And then uh, and Shinji's then, all like, I didn't even want to be a pilot. So he punches him again. Yep. <laughs> Love this guy. And then uh, uh, Toji's friend, Ida. Yeah. Yeah, Ida's just like, hey man, sorry about what him. What you gonna do? He's, he's an asshole. That's sorry. our Toji. Yeah. But hey, like, 
Can you blame him? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, cut to uh, Ritsuko and Misato uh, going down a like elevator gondola, one of those like dangly leg elevators, you know. Yeah, it's like skiing. You know. Yeah. But indoors with no snow. Yeah. Uh, and it's at this point that uh, Ritsuko basically lays out just the theme of the movie, which is like, I think Shinji has the hedgehog dilemma. The hedgehog dilemma, you say? Do tell. Uh, and it's basically uh, two hedgehogs in the winter want to get close to each other to get warm. But their spikes stab each other the closer they get. So they have to find the right distance. I wonder if this will be thematically appropriate to the rest <laughs> of the movie. Um, no time to process that. Giant sand crab. Yeah, yeah. that's right. A big old trilobite <laughs> with electric octopus arms shows up. Oh, and also skeleton legs. Yeah, yeah. and it flies. Yeah, and it flies. So this is the moment Shinji has been training for. He's got the eye of the tiger, the thrill of the fight. He gets shown, he gets shunted up the big giant Ava elevator. He picks he, up his awesome Gatling gun. His giant Gatling gun with shells the size of cars. <laughs> Car shells. We it's, know this because as he's shooting, the shells crush cars. So cool. <laughs> uh, but he's a little overzealous. He shoots too much. Which is his real problem. Uh, <laughs> and a cloud of dust forms, and he loses visual contact with the enemy. And for the first time, but certainly not the last time, somebody calls Shinji an idiot. Damn right. Yep. Dummy. Yep. Short bursts. You should have learned that in Call of Duty. So they pop up a second rifle for him to go and retrieve, but oh no, big giant troglodyte crab picks him up by the leg and throws him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, again, Shinji just gets, like, hammered by this uh, flying trilobite monster, uh, and it's got, like, these big glowing tentacles that not only can grab, but also cut buildings in half. Yeah, they're both, like, a whip and a laser whip. Yeah, it's fucking rad as shit. Yeah. Uh, Shinji's shitty friends that just punched him in the face a couple of times, uh, they're in the shelter, and the one... Uh, Ida's just like, man, we're going to miss the whole fight. This is lame. I'm going to go up there and film it. You coming with me, Toji? And he's like, I guess I am. Yeah, and so they like go on to this mountain uh, and and witness the, the Shinji getting his ass beat. And then like... Yeah, Ida's just, uh, Toji's just like, why isn't he fighting? Why He's not fighting good. Why isn't he fighting good? And he's just like, ah, probably because you punched him in the face twice. <laughs> yeah. Take like, that, oh. Toji. And then the Ava gets, like, knocked the fuck out onto the mountain and almost smashes Ida and Toji. Uh, and then, you know, everyone back at Nerve is like, shit, we get them in the there's fucking... Civvies. There's civvies. There's civvies in the fucking battlefield. Get them in, get the, them in the fucking dick. The fuck tube. Get him in the fuck tube with Shinji in there, and let make them watch what he does. <laughs> right. So yeah, they go inside. They comment on uh, on the like LCL water, and uh, I just just my camera's not waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, they get in. Uh, Shinji is ordered to retreat. Uh, his umbilical cord is cut, which is basically. The Avas have to use so much energy, they have to be plugged in all the time. Like my iPad, am I right? Oh! Oh! Take that! Nah, you're, f- nah, you're fine. You're good. Yeah, what you're a good crowd. You're what beautiful. Crowd. Yeah. Uh, the umbilical cord is cut, and they have five minutes of, like, backup power before the Ava shuts down. 
Shinji is told to retreat, but he does the exact opposite of that. He draws a giant knife. His progressive knife. You know it's progressive because it has great deals on car insurance. Its name is Flo, and it loves yes. Yeah, as soon as he pulls the knife out, there's just a cool bass line. Boom, 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 boom. Chris Squire roundabout shit right there. And then he runs up and he grabs that trilobite and he shoves that knife right into its core ball. And I love that the entire time just screaming and pushing the controls as hard as they will. Oh yeah, he's both hands pushing that knife in there, man. He's not letting that back out. Yeah, and they're like, Shinji, come back! Uh, and like what I love. See about this th- time he's raging out. Yeah. yeah. What I love about the progressive knife, and it's something that comes back uh, multiple times throughout the series, is that it is like it's similar to like the vibroblade in Star Wars, where it is a knife that has like unstable molecules around the blade. So whenever you put it into something, they just vibrate and spark. Yeah. They just shoot sparks everywhere. Yeah, there everywhere. is a river of sparks coming out of the uh, fucking chest cavity of this yeah. stabbed angel creature. And again, he fucking kills it eventually. It explodes. But it just as his Ava runs out of power and is just frozen there in the middle of everything. Yeah. And yeah. Shinji breaks down into tears. Right. Understandable. Yeah. He's had a rough day. Yeah. Yep, and he just killed another thing. Yeah. Also, he watched an entire mountain get liquefied by this monster. <laughs> That's probably intense. Uh, and so... So Shinji uh, gets yelled at by Masato of just like, Hey, I gave you an order and you disobeyed it. And he's like, whatever, it's still... Like me, when I didn't do my homework, but I still got an A in the test. Whatever, it's still passed. Doesn't matter, Mom. I'm yeah. gonna go play Final Fantasy VIII! Uh, Shinji is a real, uh, uh... A real 14-year-old shitbag energy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, well, he's also got a real Rick and Morty, like, Rick Sanchez energy in that he's already, at 14, has reached the nothing matters, it, nobody cares, he is it's very over. Much the, yeah, he is very much the, the perfect blend of Rick and Morty. Yes. Yeah, very much so. He's whiny like Morty, but he's, like, got... Jaded Rick's, like Rick, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Misato's just like, I don't care if it was a success, like, next time you follow my orders. And he's like, whatever. Uh, go home and get some rest, Shinji. Uh, and he just goes on a walkabout instead. Yeah, and listens to his tape deck. Yeah, it's a, dat, it's a dat tape. It's what I love about this is when it first came out, uh, it took place in 2015. Uh, 14 years after the destruction of Second Impact, so it's like a post-apocalypse. So in the movie, in the show, there's a very hard limit to, like, consumer technology. So they never got past the, like, late 90s. So he's got, like, a DAT tape player, uh, like, in a world that has giant robots. Right. Yes. Right. Uh, and then in the, mo- in the movies, later on, they, they explain the DAT tape away by saying it was his dad's, when yeah. his dad was younger. Sure. Um, and so... Yeah, he listens to track 25 and 26 on repeat, which, I don't know, is this a fucking corn album where it doesn't start until halfway through? <laughs> yeah, right? Where's he getting oh. these 25 track tapes, <laughs> people? Tapes. Yeah, but to be fair, it's just like an, it's like an anal cunt album where all these songs are like four seconds long. Yeah, alright, that makes, sense. That I'm, makes sense. Also, I'd like to thank myself for bringing up the band Anal Cunt. High five. Yeah, well done. Yeah, good Self-five, work. baby. Yeah, good work, good work. <laughs> uh, so Shinji, he rides the train to its last stop, and then he gets out and just 
starts walking. Yeah, he goes on like a, he wanders into like the nighttime the, like, red light district, Blade Runner Tokyo. Yeah, he 3. sleeps in a box, then he walks through an underpass, and then everybody from the X Files catches him. Yeah, because yeah. he knows that he's been followed this whole time. Because there's no way that Nerve would just like let a pilot just like hang out. Yes. Uh, yeah, he reaches a literal like end of the road, and he's just like, "Fine, take me back." And then yeah. Chris Carter guest directed the scene where all of the flashlights hit him. Yeah, yeah 90 flashlights. In, all the men on. in black go on their radios. Yeah. Pick him up, take him home. Well, they're good guys. Remember that, the men in black. Just in case we ever face-to-face and make contact. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah you know the you. title held by me, MIB? Means what you think you saw, you did not see. Here's the thing that I'm going to need help with. At what point do I nod my head? Oh, uh, that Men in Black 3. <laughs> okay, gotcha. yeah, that's yeah, when gotcha. you nod your head. Yeah. There's this chick, right? Serlina, making me sick, right? <laughs> Actual line from that song. Well, what I fucking love is there are two Will Smith raps on that soundtrack. There's the Men in Black song, and then there's like another different rap. Well, John, for, for Men, Men in Black, Black 3? No, 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 Men in Black 2. For Men in Black 2, the cash register was wide open. Yeah, that's mm. true. They were so confident in Men in Black 2 making back money, they cast Johnny Knoxville. That's right. That's true. You're right. I forgot. Nod Your Head is Men in Black 2. You're right. I forgot about that. I think Men in Black 3 actually has a Pitbull song. That's Pitbull. Song. Yeah, yeah, that's Pitbull. And then who... Did anyone do one for Men in Black International? I uh, Josh Brolin, weirdly enough. <laughs> <laughs> he insisted upon it. <sighs> he said, if I'm going to play this character, I'm going to do the rap. But wait, he's not in Men in Black International. It's he's... me, Josh Brolin. here to say... I'm saving the planet my own way. Maybe I'll play a Thanos creature. You don't know the end of the feature. Uh, dynamite. If fucking uh, Freddy Krueger could have a rap, sure. With the Fat Boys, yeah. Then why not Josh Brolin? I, I ask you. Why not? I would like to see Josh Brolin go back and do end credit raps for all of his movies. <laughs> he does the recap of the Goonies. No Country for <laughs> Old Men. <laughs> There's a man with a cattle prod over here, hitting people in the heads and they die. <laughs> Is there a god? No way to know. <laughs> Um, yeah, Sicario, the whole thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would well, I would love uh, specifically Will Smith to go do raps for movies that he was not in. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, like, Willow? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Can we get Will Smith to go back and do a Willow end credit yeah. I mean, I can't. Oh, okay. I wish I could. Once there was a baby that the prophecy foreseen, that would spell... Then for the evil queen. I did it! Yeah! Nice! We got there. Anyways. Anyway. So Shinji's, Shinji's moping it up. Again. Sad yeah. all over the place. They bring now him he's back. having a sad at Ray. Yeah, he, he comes back. Ray, so Ray is the other Ava pilot. Ray Ayanami. Um, yeah, we get a flashback that she, uh, her, one of her early tests for Unit Zero, which was like the prototype for Unit One, uh, they start the test and it immediately goes berserk. Yes. Uh, it ejects Ray out of the tube uh, and then just starts like 
punching the wall where Gendo is. Uh, and then they rip out its cord, and then it, like, begins trying to tear its head open and pounding its head yeah, into it's the like wall. that episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where Oog was gonna rip Oog's own head off. Yeah. Sure. I was yeah. gonna say it was like the fake Robocops in Robocop 2. <laughs> Man, were they freaking out? Where the actual Robocop rips its own head off? Uh, and then, much to uh, everybody's surprise, like Gendo is very uh, worried about the safety of Ray. Mm-hmm. So much so that he runs down into the test chamber before it's even safe and burns his hands getting the tube open to make sure that Ray is all right. And he breaks his glasses. Yeah, and this yeah, is thing... much like the fuck. He can't read his books at that point. Nope. And yeah. there was finally time to do it. Yeah. His uh, awful, awful wife isn't berating him about his. Pretty good bank job. <laughs> uh, and this is a this uh, this is a thing that is really explored upon in the series. The series really goes deep and gives every character backstory and every character like their history. And, and Patrick, their... would you believe that each and every character to a character is very sad? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's heartbreaking. Hey, to be fair, they're all sad for super different reasons. Yeah, oh, that's true. Oh, oh. Ooh, and I do like the the little note in the series where the one technician with the long hair fucking loves hair metal. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of scenes of him like drumming on his desk with two pencils. It's very good. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so Shinji in, uh, is told by uh, Ray, hey, uh, go to Ray's apartment. Uh, yeah, uh, Ritsuko uh, is having uh, drinks with Masato, and they're just, like, fucking bitching about work. Uh, and then as Ritsuko's leaving, she's like, oh, I forgot. Here's Shinji's new ID card. Here's one for Ray. Make sure Shinji gives it to her. We have a scene where Gendo is taking is talking to Fuyutsuke, just saying, like, all right, like, phase one of the plan is finished. Now we need to get Rei and Shinji closer to each other for phase two. Yes. So there's, like, a weird, dark, uh, like, emotional manipulation going on. That's the highest levels! So Shinji goes to Rei's apartment. He brings the little buzzer a couple times. No answer. He goes in. Uh, and he starts begins... rifling through her shit. <laughs> well, so there's the, the there's like used medical gauze. There's pills everywhere. Uh, there's dirty socks hanging from the ceiling. So my college dorm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he finds like an old pair of glasses. We and... finds the pair of glasses right. that Gendo dropped when he was rescuing her, and he puts them on, and then whoa! She comes out of the shower, uh, and he he upon seeing a naked lady like. Freaks out. Yep. Uh, he has like a. 14- well, because it was a surprise, naked lady. You're right. And also, he's 14. Yeah. Yes, he's a 14 year old boy who just saw a a, a very attractive yeah. young. She's lady. coming out of the shower wearing only a towel. Yeah. He like she like starts just like walking toward him. He freaks out and like falls, falls on her, takes her down, hand on boob. Well, and yeah. his gives her the old back. Elaine Bennis. <laughs> Yeah. His, he stopped short. That's what? the Frank Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped short with you. Ah, oh, Jerry Stiller, rest in peace. Yeah. Great, great comedian. Fantastic. Highly underrated. Yeah. Absolutely. I fucking love him in Hairspray. Oh, so, so good. good. Give the ha 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 a little ba ba ba. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, I like on the way down, Shinji's backpack gets caught on her underwear drawer. So yeah. her underwear is now also just like all over the place. Around. Uh, now, Patrick. How does this fit into your scale? No, this is illegal. That girl's not of age. I'll grant you that it was a surprise and technically a boob. However, this is not okay, Japan. 
this is not okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, in the movie's defense, this is meant to be uncomfortable nudity. There is a scene later where it is supposed to be a little more titillating than this. Yeah. For sure. But and there this will be is... plenty more of those down the line. Correct. Yeah. This is meant to be very uncomfortable. But to be fair, there is a long, long history of adolescent nudity in Japanese animation. Uh, Which is why I addressed my shaming to the entire country of Japan. <laughs> I'm gonna broaden that scope. Y'all ever see a Ralph Bakshi movie? We are, we, our hands are not clean. Okay, buddy. Ooh. Ralph Bakshi speaks for nobody but Ralph Bakshi. <laughs> I don't even know who Ralph Bakshi is. He's a, the perviest perv, whatever perv to make cartoons. He did that triple X uh, cat cartoon that was based on the Robert Crumb comics. Felix. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He not Felix. Okay. No, uh, Fritz. no, Fritz. Fritz, Fritz, yeah, Fritz yeah, the yeah, cat. Fritz, yeah. Uh, he also did... Uh, cool World. Cool World. Okay. Uh, he did a Lord of the Rings animation where, like, half of it was, like, uh, rotoscoped real people, but there was no consistency to it, and it was real fucking yeah. weird. He also did the, uh, the remake of Mighty Mouse in the 80s, where Mighty Mouse basically does... Cocaine to get his powers. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it did not last long. I yeah. bet. Because uh, not a long-lasting drug. There is a long, shameful history across all uh, uh, perviness in animation knows no bounds. Oh. Sure, sure, sure. Blah. Anyways. Anywho. Uh, he takes his hand off her tit and then gets up. And, and then they have a long, awkward train ride. And then a long, awkward escalator ride to yeah. work. Yeah. Where she, where he's just like, why do you do this? Like, what, what's the point? And she's like, well, you're... Gendo's son, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, don't you trust him? And he's like, no, fuck that guy. That guy's a piece of shit. And she slaps the shit out of him. Which is yeah. a hell of a thing to do to the abandoned son of a man. She don't necessarily know that. Yeah, and uh, it, again, it illustrates that there is a very strong uh, connection between Gendo and Ray. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so they let themselves in. And then, uh-oh, big diamond angel. <laughs> Yeah. This is my favorite angel in the movie. It is literally just a big blue three-dimensional diamond that goes ah, <laughs> and as it a shoots almonds <laughs> at everybody. <laughs> it is so delightful. It's just yeah. uh, it is constantly like 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 a strange anti-gravity Rubik's cube. Like, coming apart and rearranging itself into different shapes. Yeah, yeah it looks like an eighth grade like an eighth grade kid from the 90s notebook where he just learned how to draw three-dimensional shapes. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and that S, that, like, sharp that, S. Oh, you know the Sweet one. S. The yeah. best S. Yeah. Uh, if you look real close, you can see a Kilroy popping up. Yep. Yeah. It's like a Vector Man thing. It just turns into, like, balls and, like, yeah. cubes and shit. Uh, yeah, and it, they're like, all right, well, we got to get Shinji in this robot. we got to send that robot to fight this angel. As soon as it comes out of its elevator, the angel blasts the fuck <laughs> out of Shinji. Oh, man. Just so bad they have to pull him back down underground. Yeah, what I love about yeah. this angel is its weapon, is it must be, like, heat-based, because it, like, reconfigures and shoots this thing, and then you see it, like, melt holes through building yeah. after building after building. Until it hits the the Ava and like it damages the Ava so badly, and Shinji boils alive basically. Yeah, they have yeah. To bring and, it back down. And Masato's like, we gotta abandon hope. And Gendo's <laughs> yeah. like, nope. Well, Gendo's like, eh, let, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh boy, and it then, looks bad now, <laughs> but 
And finally Masato's like, alright, we can't do this. Explode the restraints under this building and make it drop to the underground. By the way, we totally didn't mention the fact that... I think we did in one of the, the lost takes. Oh, sure. Uh, Nerve headquarters is in a weird pyramid underground in a geo front. Yeah, and, and Tokyo is above them, and when the when a giant angel attacks, the buildings recede underground. Yes. Yeah, they slink down under, yeah. Uh, so anyways, they explode the building, the, the restraints holding this building, and drop it back down, and he falls back into the geofront. And this big old angel extends like a big old corkscrew duck dick into the ground. It like rearranges itself to create, yeah, like a, a drill. screw drill. Yeah. yeah, and goes drilling into the ground. It's got to yeah. get through 23 layers of armor yeah. to get and, to the nerve center. And to this point, all of the angels have been showing up specifically to attack Tokyo. And then this one makes it very clear they're there specifically to try to get to nerve headquarters. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Shinji is just like, fuck it, this is crazy, I don't want to do this. Oh, uh, God. Masato, okay. <laughs> Masato has uh, a meeting with all the heads of the departments, and they're just like, all right, uh, we can't get close to it because it shoots at anything in this range. We're, it's boring through the armor plates. It'll be at us by midnight tonight. We don't have like any weapons that can touch it at all. We can put up a white flag. Positron cannon. Yeah, it's a cannon made of positron. Yeah, so Masato's like, well, we'll think about that, but I have an idea. Yeah. And her idea is every single person in Japan has their power shut off, and all the power is funneled into one super sniper rifle yeah. to blow the fuck out of this There's thing. There's a very good call ahead where Ritsuku is talking to Masato, and she's just like, I don't know how you managed to pull this off. Like, even with Nerve's resources, like, this is a Japanese self-defense weapon. This is not, like, made by the UN or by Nerve. I don't know how you, like, got this. And she's like, oh, I used a couple of connections. Connections that we will see in the next movie. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. And that connection has a ponytail. Yeah, he does. Fancy. <laughs> He's kind of the coolest dude. He's fucking rad. I mean, I'm assuming it's Adrian Paul from Highlander the Show. A little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it would have to be. But yeah, their plan is to yeah funnel literally all of the electricity in all of Japan to shoot uh, this particular angel's core from outside of its attack range. Uh, meanwhile, Ray is going to pilot uh, Unit Zero as like interference in case anything happens. Uh, but Shinji's just like, fuck this. You guys left me to die, basically. Yep. Uh, and then Misato's just like, ah, come on this very long elevator ride. I gotta show you something real plot important. Yeah. And then we take a long elevator ride to see half a dead angel that's bloody and stuff. And it's got like, a spear in its chest. And it's all like nailed up to a cross yeah, like it, Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's a giant white state puff marshmallow man with the, the, ma the plague mask on its face. But no nose. But no nose. A spear through it being crucified on a giant red cross. No legs, but its torso turn into several little legs. Yeah, it's like that yeah. scene in Doctor Strange where he gets the hands on hands on hands. Yeah. But it's yeah. just three little baby legs. Yeah. Like yeah. hundreds of them kicking out of the tummy. And this is Lilith. So all of that blood that it's bleeding on the cross is being harvested to be used as the LCL in the Avon yes. units. Yeah. And we find out that Lilith is the second angel. And the uh, they mentioned that Lilith is the, like, 
antecedent of yeah, the they Avas. Make, they make Avas from Lilith. Lilith. Yes. Uh, and then if any angel... Uh, basically, uh, there's something called the Second Impact that happened in Antarctica that we'll get to later in the series that wiped out half of all life, destroyed the con- like destroyed seasons. Like it is always summer now. There is no like other seasons, and the sea levels rose, which like flooded Tokyo One. Uh, I don't recall what happened to Tokyo Two, but we're on Tokyo Three at this point. Yeah. Uh, and if any of the angels get to Lilith, they can trigger what's called the third impact and wipe out all the remaining life on Earth. Yes. So that is why the angels have been specifically going after Tokyo and specifically to try to get to Nerve headquarters so that they can get to this giant crucified first angel. Yes. So, uh, second angel. Second, you're yeah. right. Yes. Yes, that's important later. Yeah, and so uh, she's like, look at this big old thing, does the plot dump, and he's like, fucking, I still don't want to do this, but I guess I will. Once again, he says he doesn't want to do it. He ends up doing it. He goes up. He's got a nice little moment before with Rey where they're, like, kind of sitting up on platforms next to their Ava's heads and, like, looking at this big old just blue diamond hovering (laughs) over their city. Uh, they have a nice little like moment where they kind of like bond a tiny wee little bit, uh, where he asks her why she pilots the Ava, and she says that it is her link to everything, uh, which is again very important for plot yeah. reasons farther down the line. Yeah, sure. and she says farewell as if they will never see each other yeah. again, which makes Shinji very upset. Yeah, he basically says like, "Aren't you like I'm afraid? Why aren't you afraid? I could die. You could die. We could all die." And she's like, "You're not gonna die." I will protect you. Farewell. Yeah. And yeah, he's very upset by this. So he gets into the he gets into the Ava. He gets the by power the up all the juice. And I love that the sniper rifle. The Ava has to get down in a laying oh, down yeah. sniper. Yeah, it's got it's got to lay prone. It's got to have like a scope mounted onto its yeah. head. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the giant sniper rifle has a giant fuse where the bolt would normally go. Right. Yes. Yep. It's and, got a fuse for a cartridge. Yeah, and it's car- Yeah, its cartridge is a giant fuse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they do all the calculations. They take Earth's orbit into account, and oh, they yeah. fire the shot. And then the big diamond screams. Yeah, it screams, and it turns into like a big s- bunch of spikes. And blood pours out of it, and they're like, fuck yeah, we did it. But oh no, it reconjiggers itself into a giant starfish. And shoots a beam big enough to blow up an entire mountain. Yeah, it melts another like another Evangelion melts most of a mountain. Yeah, yeah another angel melts most yeah, of a right. mountain. It hits the Ava. Uh, they're like, oh shit! And like that was it. It's gonna take us hours to try to recalibrate the sniper rifle. Yeah, and I love Gendo immediately is like, well, fuck this. Get Unit Zero in here to start shooting the rifle. And they're like, well, Shinji just got hit. Give him a minute, guys. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Fine. Yeah. Shinji uh, gets back into position. He gets he, like he summons all the will he has to try to take another shot. Uh, they're not going to do any recalibrations. He's got to do it manually. Three sixty no scope. Uh, but oh shit! The angel's shooting another big old beam. Yeah, it melts another mountain. Yes, yeah, so and he's... it's fucking up Shinji. You think it's going to fuck up Shinji? Yeah, but Shinji, he's watching the health bar, he's watching the scope, watching the health bar, watching the scope. And then it hits him and you think it's going to happen, but it's not because Rey has jumped in front of it with like a shield and is deflecting most of it. Yeah, yeah. Until the shield gets torched, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, as Shinji is lining up the shot, the, the, the shield gets disintegrated and it's just unit zero 
taking the brunt of it until finally he lines up the shot and he shoots it back through the beam that the angel is doing. Uh, Yeah, and it it hits the core this time and it really explodes. Yes, and again, turns into spikes, spits up blood, nuke, melts into the city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shinji jumps out of the Ava unit, much like Gendo did, uh, jumps into the... No, 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 first he uses the Ava's uh, progressive knife to cut open Unit Zero to rip out the entry plug. And there's some great foley. uh, There's a lot of... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And this is something I think we missed uh, in one of the lost takes, is that there is organic matter underneath the... The yeah. uh, so-called armor of the Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cutting that up. Yeah, open. and so like he's cutting flesh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, pulls the entry plug out. Uh, gets out of his Ava. Gets into the entry plug, and is just like, Ray, are you okay? And she's like, Yeah, I'm fine. What are you? She's like, I don't know how to re- how you want me to respond <laughs> yeah, in this right. situation. And finally, we get to the point that the movie's been building up to the whole time, where Shinji says. Well, you do look better when you're smiling. Oh, God. Yeah. She's like, what do you want me to say? And he goes, well, you could smile. And you're like, oh, fuck you, buddy. And so she... If she, I haven't hated you enough. Yeah. <laughs> but she does. She smiles for him and then credits. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we get... Well, actually, before credits, we get a little... Oh, that's right. Uh, a little bonus bit. We, uh, we go to the moon! <laughs> yeah, and some other naked guy's gonna pilot something. Yes, uh, a guy who looks like a male variant of Ray Gets out of a moon coffin. Moon yes. coffin! It's like, it's like the third or fourth moon coffin yeah. on the moon. Yeah, a giant uh, pillar of Sele, which is the organization that Nerve kind of takes its orders from, activates and talks to this person and basically says, you know... Every the uh, the Dead Sea Scroll Apocrypha is proceeding as planned. We have finished the Book of Codes. That means it's almost your time to like enter into the story. And uh, he says, "Oh, that's great." Uh, we cut like to a reverse shot where we see that there is an Ava in the like core of the moon. An angel. Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. Got, it's starting to get like Ava plating bolted oh, yes. onto it. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. under construction. Uh, and he says, I can't wait to meet you this time, Shinji Akari. What? Yes, and then credits. Credits. Uh, and then at the end of the credits, there's a, a sweet trailer for the second movie featuring a lot of footage that ends up being in the third movie. <laughs> oh boy, if you want to talk about that ending not having anything to do with the next movie, just <laughs> you wait! <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that is the end of Evangelion 1.11, colon, you are parentheses, not in parentheses alone, and we'll be right back with bullet points. Bullet points! And our very first bullet point is body count. (laughs) Body count. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Evangelion one point ellipses? <laughs> Etc. Yeah. Is it three? I'm going with three. Okay. John, what do you think the body count is? I believe it is technically zero. Yeah, do alien do alien jewels count? No, for reasons we will get into later. <laughs> I'm also they are zero. They are very specifically not people. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm playing by Prince Right Rules. Whoever got closest without going over. Hey, you guessed zero. Good for you. Right. The answer is indeterminate. <laughs> I could not find a, a, a person who actually did a, a study of the movie. Sure. And any of the destruction that happens in the movie is always like... Like abandoned buildings. Abandoned it's always buildings. abandoned buildings. Yeah. We always hear that there's people They've being evacuated. evacuated and yeah. stuff and like you that. never see the tanks or the plane. Well, no, yeah. one plane gets shot down. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There's, yeah. The there's probably like a few people. Casualties, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, the last, uh, the last angel does drill into... Uh, the geo front Into the and front, like yeah. shit falls down onto Nerf head. It is conceivable that some people died. Down yeah, there. a good well, half like, dozen. Yeah, confirmed on screen deaths. Yeah, yeah, I guess aside yeah. from that, like gyro pirate and a pilot, <laughs> yeah. pilot from yeah. the beginning. The guy from Mad Max Two. Yeah. Oh, you see, they're auctioning off some of them vehicles. Hell yeah! God, get me some. <laughs> Give me all your money, idiot. It's <laughs> uh, gonna take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Joe, it's the best kill in Evangelion 1.0. Here's the thing. We all get one. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go for the dark horse of the second angel. Well, the second angel that they fight. The crab angel. Correct. Which is technically the fifth angel. angel. Yeah, with the progressive knife. Correct. Uh, Just because I I really, I like the... the, it's it's like me when I'm playing a really intense like button masher video game where it's like the harder I hit the button the better my character does and it's that logic born it like bears out to be correct absolutely yes and I love that about it it's very good and I just again I love the scene where it picks up the Ava by its ankle and just tosses it yep yeah. and I like that the progressive knight knows all the crimson King, King crimson, crimson songs yeah yep Patrick, best kill, Evangelion 1.11, etc. I'm going to go with the first kill because I do love the brutality of having your like weird alien heart stabbed with your weird alien ribs. <laughs> yes. That's when pretty you, rare. When you murder somebody using their own body parts, that's pretty yeah, metal. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's some Sepultura shit right there. Yeah. That's something that you'd put in a Slayer song. Uh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I gotta go with big old floating blue geometric <laughs> diamond monster. I mean, that's uh, a good one. But to be fair, I do love it because it is a it's a sniper shot using all the electricity in all of Tokyo that fires from like two miles away. Yeah, I really like that. that there's uh, definitely uh, Hideaki Anno has certain predilections, and one of them is definitely. All of Japan comes together to do one action, like in Shin Godzilla, where all of Japan comes together to do, like, dental work on Godzilla until he falls asleep. Yes, everyone in in Japan comes together so they can manufacture enough of this goo to shoot in Godzilla's And even in the same way that, like, in this you see the electricity, like, get going through all of the different, you know, getting progressively more, like, concentrated, you see the same thing happen with all of the goo in Shin Godzilla. Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, all right. Yeah, fantastic. Good work, everybody. Moving on to our next Bullet point. War crimes. Oh boy. <laughs> war crimes. Patrick, talk about some war crimes in Evangelion 1.11, etc. Whatever they did in order between the surface of the earth and nerve. Because it like looks like you're moving through bacteria at points when they're taking the elevator <laughs> down to Lilith. I'm like, I don't know a lot about the planet, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't look like that. 
Uh, Patrick's never seen the core, obviously. <laughs> they hack the planet. In That's that right. Movie. They hack the planet. Uh, John, War Crimes and Evangelion 1.11. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Child Soldiers. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, again, this this anime, uh, especially when it first kind of came out in '95, was all about like, kind of like in the same way that like uh, the Kingsman was all about like making explicit the implications of a James Bond. Sure, this is very much making explicit the implications of the mecha anime genre in general. Of just like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up that teenagers go to <laughs> war in giant robots. Yeah, yeah, that would be pretty stressful. Yep. Uh, Mark, War Crimes and Evangelion 1.11 repeating. Um, I'm going to say the events of the second impact and say no further, but needless to say... Technically, that's not addressed in this movie. Exactly, but (laughs) there's not much else that I can think of right now because I've had a fair amount of high-powered beers. (laughs) And I'm very very upset at the microphone situation. Hey, 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 I'll help you out here, buddy. There's lots of underage nudity. That's not really a war crime, Yeah, that's a plain old terrestrial crime, buddy. Once that once that underage nudity went from Japan to here, that's like an international offense. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Once they cross the border, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. You go up one once you cross the border. Yeah. it's like that kids in the hall sketch. Well, it's up for the feds now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'll say this. How about building a secret a secret giant robot to punch monsters in the face? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And not te- and not really telling the UN what it is. No. The UN doesn't know what's going to no. happen when they're like, "Hey, you go ahead and take care of it." They just know they got something, yeah. and that something turns out to be big walking robot. What's also kind of a person. Uh, so that's going to take us to our final bullet point: Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie, John? Is Evangelion 1.11 and onward an action movie? That, yes. A soft yes. Uh, I think this movie, more than the other movies in the Rebuild series, suffers the most from feeling very episodic. Yes. But, whenever the movie is getting too like bogged down in its own uh, like interpersonal relationships that risks becoming very boring... A giant angel attacks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think it's 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 a pacing issue that they figure out much better in the second movie uh, and onward. But yeah, a, a light yes. The action is w- incredibly well directed and for staged. sure. Patrick, is this an action movie? I will also go yes. I mean, you've got like two, three, ten to fifteen minute monster fights in a ninety minute movie. So I, I'll agree with John. It's a soft yes, but it's a yes. Yeah, fantastic. Mark, is this an action movie? I'm with you guys. I think it is an action movie. Uh, and, like, it's got all the hallmarks of a great action movie. We have a car chase. We've got explosions. There's kicks. And those kicks come from giant robots. <laughs> there's a, a there's a one gun that is literally the size of a football field that shoots <laughs> electricity bullets two miles away. Yeah. Dynamite stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I will definitely say that this is an action movie. And having seen the rest of the series, it's not the most action-packed of the movies. But that's probably two. Um, I think two in general... Spoilers! Is a, it's my favorite of the Rebuild series. Not to say that three and four don't have like really, really amazing stuff in them, 
but two I think holds together the best as like a movie unto itself. Two is the yeah. Two I think is I think the best made of the like I would say like the best like uh, like constructed a, film. Yes, as a yeah, it's the best constructed film. That's the best way to put it. I will say my favorite per my personal favorite was the fourth movie. Um, yeah, the fourth movie, I think, especially for someone who has been following this since he was 18, was an incredibly good, like, ending to all of Evangelion. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's great stuff in all the movies, yeah, for sure. and we'll get there. So that's it for uh, Evangelion. Time for final reviews. Patrick, final review of Evangelion 1.11, la la la. I have always said, if Hamlet were a fraction as long, it'd be a lot better, and this movie <laughs> proves that true. <laughs> All right, Patrick gives it one out of one and good Hamlets. John! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I, again, I, this is probably the weakest of the rebuild movies, judging it as just, like, a movie you walk into the theaters or watch just in isolation, probably not very good, but, like, definitely a solid, like, three and a half out of five stars. Uh, for me, watching it the first time, my, like, knowledge of the show kind of brought me through a lot of it. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, cards on the table, like, I... Patrick, you've never seen any of Never Ava. even seen it! And I only just recently watched it all. Yeah. And so when I went into the rebuild, I'll just get here, final reviews. When I first went into the the first rebuild movie, it was literally the same night I finished the series. And so I like went in like a loop, basically, yeah. and started back at the beginning. And I, I will say this. I think the movies are all... I think they're great. I think I prefer the movies to the series. That said, I think the movies are better to me having seen the series the that I can are fill in so much of the characters' backstories and motivations because a lot of that shit is really heavily explored in the in the series and the movies are just like, you've seen this fucking shit. I'm going a completely different way. Just assume that other stuff is there. Yeah. Nice. I think that definitely like watching the movies in the context of having to see the series, the the movies in the series are definitely in conversation with each other. Right. Uh, like there are a lot of moments in the movies where it's very, very specifically zigs when the series zagged and that is like meant to be a commentary on the series itself. So there is a lot of like semi fourth wall breaking moments. There is a there's an a meta element to yeah. the films and the show. I mean the, sh the 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 show and the movies tackle a lot of different subjects, philosophy and and mental health and depression. But the one thing it really tackles is get outside, dummy. Stop yeah. watching anime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please please go make a friend. Yes. Please go outside and make a friend. That's really what it all boils down to. And it is, like, in the series, it's, like, it's implied, but the fucking movie just straight up tells you, fucking stop. Yeah, yeah the movies are, the, again, the, the uh, yeah, not to spoil too much, but it definitely comes to the conclusion of, like, life is better when you break out of your isolation and make connections with the people around you, even if that's very difficult, even if that makes you very uncomfortable. It's always worth having done that than keeping insular to yourself, to which I say, oh, what's that? Watch all of the Evangelions all over again? <laughs> all of it! 
And that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts of Beer. We're back. We'll probably have another lengthy break because John is going on a trip. But we'll figure it out. Also, I might need to get new microphones. Well, I mean, I'm going on a trip in our normal off-record No, I know, anyway, I know. So it yeah. should be all right. I'm just trying to set everyone up for reasonable expectations. Well, yeah, we're right. doing like the Ava movies did, where the first one came out in like 2006, the second one came out in 2008, the third one in 2012, and the last one about a month ago. Yep, yeah. that's fair. I like it. I like it. Uh, so hopefully next time we'll have a better sound set up and we'll get back to some kind of semblance of normal. But it's good to be back. It's good to see you gentlemen again. Uh, and that's for Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Brown. I am still Jonathan Rooney Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Pew pew! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, John Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, I don't know, wherever you get podcasts from, that's where we is. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Body Count Cast. Leave us a review, five stars, do all that other good stuff, or send us an email at bodycountsandbeer at gmail.com.